0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Payback edition of Monday Night Gore. My name's Andy Goldman. I'm being joined, as per usual, by Mr. Connor Faraday and Rob Edwards. This show is all about Payback, the show that saw not one, not two, but three titles change hands during the course of the event. That was the the first time, lads, since Survivor Series 2014 that every title match on a card has changed hands. So a quite monumental evening in WWE. Mm-hmm. Some are suggesting it's bigger than SummerSlam, the, some of the things that went down on this show. And it'll be hard to agree with them. Or we'll get into exactly why. Uh, but as I mentioned here with uh, a very elated Conor Faraday and a very depressed Rob Edwards. I'm sure throughout the show, you will see why that is. Uh, Conor, though, we'll start with you, mate, before we get into the uh, the main event, because that's where we will start. But you have a little bit of interesting trivia for the fans about your... Uh, your activities last night. Would you like to tell the fans what you were up to?
1: I, I did, Andy, I did. So so last night, for those of you that don't know, I appeared on WWE Thunderdome. I was part of the, the virtual crowd for Payback. I was seen in the corner doing a little dance when, when Matt Riddle uh, went past. You can have a look at our... Uh, Twitter at Monday Night Gore, capital N, capital N, capital G to see that. I'm sure you can have a have a nice little laugh at me. Um and I also was around when Biggie was facing Seamus. I was there as well. And uh Banks, Bailey and uh Against uh, Jackson, Shayna Baszler, I was I was there as well, so I got a good little outing. Or good outing. Sadly, because of the time differences, I, I got a bit tired, so I had to leave when uh, Keith Lee versus Randy Orton. But I will be on again tonight. I have got the link for uh, Monday Night Raw tonight, so I will make another appearance and try and make a, make a ball of
0: myself once again. Good stuff, and uh, Rob, uh, you know, before we get into as I said with Conor, the nitty gritty of why. Can you just uh, very broadly explain your feelings towards WWE Payback, the the, uh, the, the sixth Payback in history? Trash. Oh. Two hours and a, two hours
2: and a half I won't get back. Well, actually, no, it's not true because I skipped three matches, so probably wasn't two hours and a half. Probably an hour and forty-five, which I won't get back.
0: Where does your hatred of this event stem from? Not you know, just sort of, uh, was it just people? Some
2: superstars I think is absolutely trash, There's um, some superstars who seem to get whatever the hell they want because of who they are, pretty much the overview. And I'll go through each match and explain why I'm not too happy with the results.
0: Well, we look forward to that, Robert. But let's start with the main event. I mean, that's all really we can start with, lads. Of course, at SummerSlam, we saw the monumental return of Roman Reigns. Uh, the tagline was, you never see it coming. Uh, and we certainly didn't. Uh, he came out and delivered uh, massive spears to both Strowman and Wyatt. Wyatt, of course, won the Universal title at SummerSlam and was defending it in what was supposed to be a no-holds-barred triple threat match. But it seemed as though, lads, during the course of the match, it was just a one-on-one match. You know, uh, Roman Reigns had not yet signed the contract. Adam Pearce uh, on SmackDown was attempting to get him to sign. And uh, before we get into the match, lads, as Adam Pearce was trying to get Roman Reigns to sign the contract, he came across a particular advocate that was sat next to Roman Reigns in his locker room. Connor, I'll start with you. Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns, what do you make of it?
1: Shocked, Andy. Absolutely shocked. I mean, we talk about, we come on the show, don't we, every, every week that we do this and, and we say we expected to see that. We, we see it on, we see things on SmackDown Raw, NXT and we go, you know what, we saw that coming, you know, and, and we sit here and we think we want to be surprised, we want to be shocked. Well, that was one hell of a shock. I mean, that was the last thing that, that I expected to see. I mean, you've only got to go back a couple of years when, when Roman Reigns was trying to get the Universal title off... Um Brock Lesnar and Heyman was playing all those mind games with him and calling him this and that and the other and, and you thought there's absolutely no way in hell these two would ever come together and it just, oh, the, the surprise was through the roof, I, I couldn't believe it Um, it took me a while to sort of understand it but I, I like it, I, I like the way that it's going and you know we we, um, we talked about it, didn't we with, with Alex McCarthy in, in the week about how poor booking has really sort of affected Roman Reigns in, in his sort of tenure over the last couple of years and, and I think finally if they keep playing this correctly they've finally done some correct booking for him and it makes me excited it it makes me want to see the big dog on my screens and before he disappeared I didn't want to see him on my screens.
0: Rob uh, results aside just sticking with Heyman uh, do you like this new partnership?
2: Yes I do I think um, different didn't see it coming as Connor said I was shocked when I saw him sat next to Reigns But I think it's a very good combination. I think, you know, you look at the superstars who Heyman's been paired with in the past, CM Punk, Brock Lesnar, the two obvious ones. It leads to success when you're working with Heyman. So I think putting the two together is a wise, wise decision in the long term.
0: Now, we'll get into the actual event itself. As I mentioned, it was meant to be a no-holds-barred triple threat match between uh, Strowman, Wyatt and Reigns. Uh, the match started. It was a, a really a, a brutal match between the two, uh, Strowman and Wyatt, without Reigns interfering whatsoever. He was behind the scenes, but I think we all knew uh, that he was lurking and would probably make an appearance at some point. Uh, I said in the, in the group chat, lads, uh, I noticed the ring during the event was a, a normal standard ring as opposed to the ones with the LED uh, aprons and uh, the bigger ring posts. I thought, okay, something's gonna happen. And I was right, the ring imploded after a superplex uh, on uh, Strowman by Bray Wyatt. Charles Robinson, the referee, with a comical uh, bump outside the ring. It was quite hilarious actually, the rope sort of buckled underneath him. Charles, he sort of went down the ropes and you knew he wasn't you know, gonna be able to get out of the ring. So he had to jump and do like a backflip out the ring. I thought fair play Charles, you know, taking a bump for the, the greater good there. I appreciated that. And then before you know it lads, the music hit, down We heard it. The big dog came down, signed the contract. A couple spears later, he is the new universal champion. Connor, uh, you said in the group chat we have um, on the lead up to this show that you'd like to see Reigns win purely because of the character Edge we've seen since his return at SummerSlam. Uh, do you stand by that?
1: 100% Andy. Um, and I love the sort of heel persona, the fact that he didn't come out until it looked like it was over. You know, he thought he could just come straight out and take the pin. OK, granted, he didn't in the end and he had to had to hit a couple of spears to, to make that happen. But I think it's brilliant. I've been calling out for a new edge. We all know how talented Roman Reigns is, whether you like him or you don't like him. We, you know, there is talent there. And he tried to come across as a face and, and and people just weren't getting behind it. And And I think this new heel persona is something that he can really work on. And... I, almost like there's a little bit of that sort of cowardly heel in there as well. Like there's still the big dog who will face up and do what he has to do. But at the time it's been like, mm, you know what, I'm actually going to pick my moments. And that, that's, that's typical Paul Heyman, that is. That's Paul Heyman saying, you know, pick your moments correctly and almost not become a coward, but just become a bit more clever with it. And, and I thought it was brilliant. I mean, we, we talked, I mean, I, I said to you guys, as, as much as I like The Fiend, I just feel it's a bit flawed and maybe I'm being a bit, harsh I know a lot of people are a big fan of the Fiend and it's still quite exciting but I think that defeat to Goldberg I mean we talked about building him back up I still think that still hurt him a little bit too much and I just I just think there's something missing missing with the Fiend at, at this moment in time and, and I presume they'll go on to have a rematch because obviously Strowman was the one that ended up taking the pin and Strowman can go elsewhere and then you've got Alexa Bliss as well who looks to be infatuated with the Fiend as well so there's definitely things that you know places that The Fiend can go but for me I, I just think yeah, I think it's a correct decision I'm quite excited to see now I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to Friday Night's Backdown. I'm looking forward to seeing what him and Heyman have to say about it
0: Now Rob, uh, Reigns gets back the title that he never lost uh, The Fiend loses the title, he's only just won I know you're angry about this event but can you see uh, any positives to the title change that occurred uh, last night? Nope. No <laughs> Come on. No, no. Must be
2: one. If, if the only saving grace is that Reigns is a heel, if he was a face, I'd stop watching WWE. Oh,
0: yeah.
2: Who, who else turns up after not featuring WWE because he doesn't want to compete for safety Reigns turns up a week later he's universal champion. Who else gets that apart from Roman Reigns? No one else is the answer.
0: I understand I could have done what
2: he did. He just walks into the ring and starts pinning people. Oh, like, come on. That's like corner when we played 2K19, for goodness sake. <laughs> this Is what he did? Yeah. sick to death of it but can
0: Apparently. you not see no, the the, the great character the character shift as, as Connor mentioned the yeah. character shift of Roman Reigns let's not forget Maybe. what he did in this match he didn't know. appear for the do. entirety of the match he low blowed uh, the fiend Bray Wyatt which is very rare for someone like Roman Reigns you know he'd do everything but do a low blow yeah. uh, various chair attacks as well it wasn't the simple Superman punch spear one two three that we have become accustomed to it was a dirty Reigns performance does that not enjoy- do you not find that enjoyable Probably should, but I don't. Is it just because it's on the account of The Fiend? Well, The Fiend didn't even get pinned. But Sure, so it's a good thing, though, because it re- maintains a bit of his allure. Well, he'd get
2: a rematch, but he'll lose, won't he? So He's not going to beat Reigns, is he? Because, as Connor said, The Fiend's been booked awfully. And he, put, he has lost a bit of his edge, but that's because they book him absolutely terribly. Because you know why? Because he wanted to have Goldberg Reigns for the Universal title. That went to the shitter, didn't it? So they butchered him to try and get Reigns looking good, but that failed. But now he's got the belt anyway. And the theme once again, sat on his arse. Yeah, he's going to get Alexa Bliss, but whoop de doo whoop de doo She's probably suffered. Apparently, she was meant to be in the main event last week. But they changed that for Roman Reigns. Everything's about blue and Roman Reigns. Oh, I don't want to participate for safety reasons. (laughs) Week later, Universal Champion after turning up. Piss take. I don't like it. That's all I could really? say.
0: Really? Oh, I, I never a guess. I but fair so, enough, I Rob. Know. I can understand your, your opinion on that. Although I think you know it should be taken a bit of a wider berth because I could I could see a lot of good coming from this. From year for years now, we talked about like Lesnar returns. F 5s him and takes the belt off him. Yeah, but then you have got to have Lesnar working as a heel. Well, Lesnar can't work as a face. I'd cheer him. <laughs> well, yeah, I know you would. But how I, does I, it, how
2: does the music go, Rob? I can't do his music I can't, I can't do it I've not heard it in so long it's been while, it sort of a I don't know what this means I'm fascinated to see what that means for Les- if he ever comes back he won't even come back so He
0: won't so, come back like he's
2: crying close So I don't, No but That'll be interesting But no I do, if they're looking, I do like the heel side of it as I said if it was a face oh, terrible but at least he's got a bit of edge to him I suppose and he could prove me wrong but at the moment I'm just annoyed that's fair enough, and I understand that. Well, I, I, like wanted, to I wanted it. Bliss and Fiend to have the belt. That's what I wanted. That mm-hmm. was my dream. Yeah, but, I, going
0: but I always feel like the Fiend doesn't really need the belt. His, his character mm-hmm. is so good, he doesn't really need it. And now that he's got Alexa Bliss as, as, a, as a person to play off Connor... Uh, that'll add to him now. It's not like he's not going to have anything. You know, we said about this in so many times in the past, especially with AEW. When they build someone up and then they lose, they can lose yeah. something. But if he's got something planned ahead of him which looks like it's going to happen with Bliss, that's all right, isn't it?
1: This match do- didn't hurt The Fiend one bit. The Fiend had Roman Reigns with the hand down the throat, what's that called? The manable claw. claw. Yeah. And he got a low blow. That doesn't hurt him. It's a low blow. Low blow. Takes away anybody out out the equation, and then he didn't get pinned. It, it doesn't hurt him at all. I, I I don't really see the issue with him losing the title. I, I guess I guess big fans who have just seen him win it and you know probably would like him to hold it a bit longer, but I, I don't think it will hurt him too much. And I think him and Reigns will have a, a great match at probably what it would be Clash of Champions or maybe something a little bit later than that. I I, I don't see too much of an issue with it personally.
0: And I'll just get your opinion on both this before we move on to the rest of the card, lads. Um. What was the point then of The Fiend beating Strowman at SummerSlam for the title? Would it not have been more um, potent or make more sense to have Reigns just come out uh, during the match and render it a no contest? Because yeah. it, it, just, it seems strange for The Fiend to win the title and then lose it very quickly. Why not have Strowman's reign continue and then lose the belt, uh, pinning him definitively because he would have taken the pin regardless Strowman, I think, in this match. Uh, so did that make any sense, the SummerSlam title change at all?
1: I completely agree with you, Andy. I didn't really get that. I thought you would have just been better off, like you said, rendering it a no contest than just having Reigns win a payback. It seems a bit weird to have the fiend to have it for a week and then that's it. I found that a bit odd. Well, that's what, probably what irks, why, irks why do you think me. they've if, done why, that? Why yeah. give
2: him the belt for a week? That's, I, I don't understand it at all. I think that's probably what irks me. If it's just Because Strowman's been getting buried for about three years, so if that's just the norm. Naturally, he was obviously going to take the pin. So why not just have him take it off Strowman rather than give it to him for a week? I, just, I don't really understand it. I just don't. Yeah,
0: just... I didn't get that. It could be that they it. didn't know what they were going to do until... Oh, that wouldn't before. surprise
2: me. WWE making it up as they're going along. Shocker. <laughs> Shock. I'm shocked by that.
0: I, re- I really hope we do come across something on this pay per view that you have something that you like about. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll find something along I like the way. Like the
2: pre-show match. Pre-show match was good. Oh, brilliant! The right, per- the right person won in that.
0: The right Squad yes. beating the yes. Iconics, of course. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That was a good match as well. Happy yeah. with that, Rob? I yeah. That. I am. Yeah. Liv and Ruby should have been going for the belts, but we'll come on to that when we talk about the women's tag. I think they might do, though. I mean, yeah, I they could. They might. Yeah, and we'll Thank come you. on to that very, very shortly. Uh, but we'll go uh, back to the beginning now the start of the, the main card, as it was, uh, the first of the three titles that did change hands at Payback. This was for the United States Championship. It was uh, a former United States champion back in the day, Bobby Lashley of the Hurt Business, taking on the champion Apollo Crews, who's had a, a big feud with the Hurt Business. He's faced all of them. He's faced Benjamin. He's faced MVP for the title. And uh, this time it was Lashley's turn. Uh, a very strong opening to the show, I thought. A very enjoyable match. I couldn't really call it, to be quite honest with you. When the match was happening, I, I could have seen it going either way. I didn't know whether the uh, Hurt Business would get involved particularly. Uh, but really, th- their, their involvement was pretty minuscule. And Bobby Lashley secured a, a pretty clean victory over Apollo Crews to take the United States title for the second time. Uh, Rob, I'll get your thoughts on this one first. Is this something that, again, you're very unhappy with, or can you see the benefits to Lashley being US champ? Uh, um,
2: not surprised, because I've never felt they were fully committed to Apollo as champion, saying that for a while, because it, apparently it was Heyman who was high of him, high on him, sorry, and Heyman obviously um is no longer making decisions on Raw. So I wasn't shocked when Lashley was given the belt. A bit annoyed because, obviously, Apollo got a good victory. He gets MVP at SummerSlam. I thought he was going to push on, but no, loses it the week after, which baffled me a bit. But then he did show a bit of grit after he lost, which I did like, showed that he isn't just going to go back to the locker room and just accept that he's not going to have the belt anymore. He may go on to win it back. But equally, I could see him disappearing off television for three months and then reappearing and getting beaten by someone in under five minutes but it's not an awful way to um open the show and that looks good he, i think he he looks good with the belt around his waist i must sure. say out of the three in the hurt business he is the most credible one to hold the belt i think i think we can all accept that and i do love the hurt business i have to say all three of them i think they look very good together and yeah it was a good match to open I think it was a good match for me. Right timing. There's some very good moves in there from both competitors. And yeah, the outcome didn't surprise me one bit. But I'm content with Lashley winning the belt.
0: Rob, it seems like uh, Lashley, if you look at star power, Lashley has more of it than Apollo Cruz. Do you think that that probably influenced the decision to think, you know what, Apollo, you've had, a, you've had a good little run. You've beaten a few people here and there. But now I think it's time to perhaps elevate the title uh, to Cruise a higher. I has
2: been really given the chance to elevate the title. We've not seen enough of him. No. To be honest, he, he's lost so much, and so I just don't think they've been invested in him as champion. I think, last year there'll be more investment, and he'll probably look much more like a champion, and they'll probably make him look diff- very difficult to beat. I would have thought over the coming weeks, and it will, he might hold that belt for a significant period of time. But Cruz, I've just never really—I felt he could drop it at any time. Like last week against SummerSlam, wouldn't surprise me if he dropped it to MVP. I've just never got that feeling that they were invested in him as United States champion. So in that way, I'm kind of. Glad I was taking the belt of him, because why give it to someone that you don't want as champion
0: do do you, do you yeah. agree with Rob Because I mean when m v p had the match at SummerSlam in the prediction show, we did suggest that m v p very very could very well could win the the title belt he didn't uh, but his associate Lashley did last night uh, what did you make of it?
1: Yeah, I completely echo what Rob said, really. I think you never felt like they were really that invested in Apollo and it was more stick Apollo in the hurt businesses. Uh, crosshairs to make the Hurt business look good and and I think that's kind of how it was I think for me it, it, it was game up when Apollo beat Bobby Lashley in that arm wrestling contest on Monday and as soon as he did that I was like right he's losing the title on, on um, Sunday and it was a great match it was a great match I, I do feel a little bit sorry for Apollo I feel like he's waited so long to get a title and it kind of didn't really go his way and he probably will get a rematch, but but I reckon he'll lose. And but I, but again, I, I I'm liking the hurt business. I'm liking MVP. I'm liking the way he's getting Lashley opportunities. He gave uh, Shelton Benjamin a couple of opportunities as well. And I think having gold around their waist will only elevate them even more. And now, as Renee tweeted yesterday, it's time for a Shelton Benjamin push. And that's
0: all. Oh my word! Shelton oh, ben- that was. That was my next point, because uh, Shelton Benjamin's obviously regularly been called the most underrated star in WWE history. A A lot of people say he's definitely in my top five of people that really should have had a bigger push. Uh, during his time there, especially during his peak years sort of around the mid-2000s. Um, now that Hurt Business has one title, uh, Benjamin did flirt with the 24-7 title, but because of that t- title, the way it is, it flips around a lot. Could you see MVP and, uh, and Shelton go for the Raw Tag Team titles, perhaps, against the Street Profits? Uh, Rob, would you, would you like to see that?
2: I, do. I, I would very much like to see that, Andy. I think there is definitely a lack of legitimate threats the street profits at the moment. You look at the tag team division, Viking profits, Viking profits, <laughs> Viking raiders on Raw, yeah. and obviously Gaza and Andrade are now sort of a tag team together. I, I think I could definitely see um MVP and Shelton with the belts around them. That's definitely a definite possibility. I'll be very excited for that match as well. Um. Because realistically I don't think Shelton is um, unless he gets seriously pushed he's not going to be in the WWE championship picture obviously mm. Lashley's already lost against McIntyre so I think the tag team titles is a very realistic possibility I think Benjamin's too good for the 24-7 championship in my opinion unless he actually like becomes a serious champion but it's no one really takes that belt too seriously so I would like to see them in the tag team picture I think as I said there are a lack of tag teams so I think it'd be a very good idea to perhaps push them on
0: and get them facing the street profits in the future. Conor, you say a push for Shelton. Obviously, his associate. Lashley has the US title belt now, which really is the, the biggest title I could legitimately see him going for. He's won it before in the, in the past when he was the gold standard around 2010-ish. Uh, he's been a multiple-time tag team champion. Uh, back in the day with Charlie Haas, he won the titles. It was a fantastic tag team unit on SmackDown back in the day is the tag team division the only place that Shelton can go uh, or where else would you like to see a possible yeah, push? I, I, right. I
1: think tag team division getting going with MVP at the moment, I'm very invested in the Hurt business because I think they're very, I think they're very good. Um, I think they're very good on the mic. I think they're very good in the ring. Um, I like how they force their way into Raw Underground and basically dominate. And that includes dominating superstars, you know, like Eric and Ivar, Dolph Ziggler, you know, and, and all these sort of people that hang around the ring. So, keep it going. It's something that's good. It's something that's working. Um, And and I keep it going. I'd say, yeah, why, why not get him in the tag team title frame? Just, just keep him on TV, get him maybe winning a few matches, a little bit of momentum. I'm not talking like a push like Big E, which I'm sure we'll come to later. I'm not talking about something like that. I'm talking about just something, keep him on our screens, keep him winning maybe push him into the title picture and into the tag team title picture and then you can decide if you want to stick with the street profits because I really do like the street profits, think they're very, very good. Or you could you could go towards the hurt business. I just wanna I just wanna see them I wanna see them on my TV and I wanna see Lashley be basically untouchable for a bit now because I think he's got the title. I think he should keep it. I want, him to, I want him to have some new challenges once he defeats Apollo again, but I'd like to see him retain the title for quite a while because I think the way he's been built, I know he lost to McIntyre, but the way he's been built is almost this untouchable God who puts the full Lashley on you and you've got absolutely no chance. Keep that and then make Benjamin like a little understudy to him and you know just keep it sort of ticking over and keeping it going. And I think MVP is, is the right man to do that, managerial-wise. Good stuff.
0: And I like the idea of possibly, you know, if I was a writer, I'd, I'd probably flirt with the idea of having the yeah, MVP of Shelton feud with the Street Profits. Bianca Belair is there as their third. And maybe the Hurt Business gains a woman. That could be quite interesting as well. Maybe someone who isn't doing so much, you know. Just a thought. Just a thought. Could be quite an interesting one for sure there. Uh, next, we come on to the first of two uh, standard singles matches on the card for no belts, just for pride. And uh, for the dub, this was uh, Big E who uh, defeated Seamus in a, I thought, and again, which I thought was a fantastic match as well. I think these two were pretty, very much left to it. Uh, I don't believe there was any outside, um, uh, interference not as in an interference from a wrestler, but from a writer or a booker. I think it was very much uh, their match. This one, uh, they built it the way they wanted to, and it showed because I thought it was very enjoyable. And uh, Biggie actually defeated Seamus, and Connor, surely this is just adding. To Biggie Stock, you saw the post-match uh, promo, if you like. He said to uh, to Corey Graves, and you know he looked him dead in the eye and said, you know, if you don't agree with that, you don't agree with me, sort of thing. And you know, it's hard to deny him that. Uh, what do you think of it? He's very good, isn't he, Andy? Mm.
1: He's a very good superstar, and I think sometimes it's easy for us to get lost and not see that when you're in a tag team with obviously Kofi Kingston and Kofi Kingston's push last year. Sometimes you don't really see the the pure talent that he has and and I thought that match was very enjoyable I thought it was two very very talented wrestlers left to their own devices And in the end, Sheamus was basically told, you know, make Big E look good and and help him with his momentum push. And and I think they did it absolutely perfectly. Okay, it's a bit of a shame that it it is Sheamus because I know we all like Sheamus. We all want Sheamus to do well. But I think when we saw that match on the card, I think we knew who was going to win, didn't we? I think we all thought that Big E was going to win because we kind of knew where it was going. Um, and, and I'm all for it I think Big E is, is fantastic and I would love to see either Big E against Reigns for the title or, or if The Fiend was to win it back I'd love to see Big E versus The Fiend I, I think he could, he could have some great matches You know, Miz called him out, didn't he, about his character his persona, what he wears and, and he tended to ignore that but I wonder whether he will continue to ignore that or whether he might actually take the Miz's words on board and you might start to see a change but at the moment, I'm loving it and, and keep the
0: momentum going I think he's a star Rob, surely you liked this, didn't you, this match?
2: Oh, I skipped the match. Saw it on SmackDown.
0: Ooh, oh, I see. So you didn't feel invested enough How to... It, in Smackdown, though? it was on was
2: SmackDown, back... wasn't it? They had a lumberjack match.
1: Yeah, but it got like... Didn't it get interrupted by... Um...
2: Yeah, it did. But... It
0: wasn't, wasn't a fair finish. Think... It wasn't a fair crack of the witch. I, mean, I thought
2: I, I didn't have any did interest it. in it, Andy. and I kind of just rushed through it. I didn't have any interest, really. I knew Big E was going to go over, so...
0: Is the lack of interest in Big E or Sheamus or just... No, I like Big E,
2: but I just knew he was going to go over as well. So, I didn't have any interest you in knew, it.
1: But you knew Reigns was going to win the title and you still watched that?
2: Well, because that was just frustration and it was a main event as well. Big E, Sheamus just is a singles match.
0: You feel like it wasn't uh, a good enough uh, match well, yeah, in terms, well, that's of, of, in terms when, of the presentation. That's what happens when you book,
2: book a pay-per-view one week after SummerSlam, isn't it? You know, gonna the matches are gonna be chucked on there for the sake of chucking matches on there. Their match didn't finish on SmackDown, so they could do it again at payback.
0: I suppose I don't know I agree with that personally. But, but it, it it does show though a great desire to push Big E because he's being shameless. Oh, so oh, yeah, forget. No, I like
2: the Big E push. I've got no issue with the Big E push. I agree with Connor. Get him going for Reigns soon and get him to take it off reigns.
0: But we'll so just a in that match. It, but I, in terms of Biggie though, you could see what they're doing with him, Rob, because uh, I'll read the waves here from Seamus. Four-time world champion, two-time US champion, four-time, uh, sorry, five-time tag champion, 2010 King of the Ring, 2015 Money in the Bank winner, 2012 Royal Rumble winner. Uh, and he won the most improved from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter in 2010. So this guy's accolades. Massive, massive accolades. So surely beating Biggie, sorry, beating Seamus clean for Biggie is a massive statement of what WWE intend to do with him. I
2: don't have an issue. I don't have an issue with the outcome. I just didn't watch it because I wasn't interested. Fair play. I said, it's the right love decision. Don't we are wrong. Big E to go over is the right decision. And I said, I love the push. And he's going on to big things. Said,
1: so you didn't So you didn't watch my appearance on Thunderdome? Some mate you are. Jeez. No, oh,
0: no. I, no. Oh, no. I,
1: was in, I was in prime position on that match. I <laughs> didn't well, it
0: to me because Andy spotted me. Yeah. Oh, I saw it
1: on there. Oh, jeez.
0: Well... In fact, Connor, you very much appeared in the next match. Sorry, I wrongly said that that was the first of two singles matches. It was, in fact, the first of three uh, singles matches in terms of a no-title singles match. Uh, the second one I forgot about, actually, it was Matt Riddle and uh, King Corbin. Connor, we saw you dancing along to uh, Matt Riddle's music as he went by the barricade. Uh, we'll start with you, Rob, before we get on to Conor. Rob, is this another match that you skipped out of uh, boredom? Because you know you're not the biggest Matt Riddle fan, so... Uh, yeah
2: absolutely hate him. Cannot Aww. stand the kids. Oh, I skipped it, Andy. have no interest. I hate both of them. I'm not, I'm not wasting my time watching Matt Riddle and Baron Corbin. Biggie Seamus, yeah, fair enough. Perhaps I should have watched for this one, No, No, no interest. It's
0: quite unfortunate as well, because I feel like they're going to wrestle again, because afterwards... Yeah, they, well, they probably will, Andy. Well, because Matt Riddle was doing a post-match interview with a new interviewer I've never seen before. I think she yes. might be Renee's replacement.
1: Yeah, they did
0: say they introduced her. Yeah, I don't Alicia know. Perez or something,
1: she's called or something. Like that.
0: I don't uh, know. I can't remember. I might be name really is. wrong. I mean, I'm, sure we'll, I'm sure. we'll come to learn. But um, yeah, she was saying. So is that it? You're done now. And Matt, Riddle was about to say, yeah, I'm done with King Corbin, and then he attacked him. So I think we will see this again. Go. I'll
2: get to watch it on SmackDown next week. There yes. You go. So I, I, I lost very little. Connor Aside
0: from uh, the Andy, dancing, what, did you enjoy? Andy, what? Did you, sorry, just before
1: I going to the match, what did you think about um, Baron Corbin's comments saying that he's a failure at home?
0: Yeah, I didn't really Which know ind- what
1: that meant. It basically indicated, because Matt Riddle's had some allegations about yeah. potentially hurting his current wife at this time. And Corbyn yeah. basically made a sly little dig towards that. And without going into it, I thought, wow, that's a bit personal. Yeah.
0: Isn't it? You saw Matt Riddle's face change. Obviously, He, he yeah. obviously approved it. I'm sure Corbin wouldn't have done that on his own accord. No. But um yeah, I don't know if that's the smartest thing to do to get heat. I never like it when that sort of thing happens. It doesn't really sit well with me. And I thought
1: especially when it's allegations as well, that been quite fresh with the whole speaking out movement, I was a little bit concerned about that. It made me a bit uncomfortable, I thought. Yeah. But um in terms of the match, I can't believe I'm saying this. I actually enjoyed it.
0: Really? Oh my word.
1: Yeah. When I saw her on the card, I was like, oh, really? I mean, I don't really want to watch this. But I actually thought it was quite a good match. I, I thought they, they put on quite a good show. I mean, okay, I probably would have liked it to have ended there. I thought, riddle one, clean, you know, that's that. Leave it. Corbyn go abuse somebody else. Go start bullying Shorty G again or something. But, and it, unfortunately, he did have to attack him at the end. But I, but I thought, again, it was, it was an okay filler match. It was an okay filler match. Didn't go on for too long. Some good moves in there. And uh, I think it was probably best that Riddle won.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. But I, I, I just I don't like the ending so much because I can't be asked to see uh, yeah, Riddle versus Corbyn again. I feel oh. like Baron Corbyn feuds are often extended beyond their welcome. And I worry this will fall into that trend. But as long as Matt Riddle gets his hand raised at the end, I won't mind so much because he should be being pushed over Corbyn, who's been around a long time now. Uh, now we come to the uh, the uh, the next title match the next title to change hands of course the women's tag team titles uh, Baszler and Jacks taking on the champs Bailey and Sasha Banks now lads uh, this was an interesting one purely because this tag team didn't exist uh, a couple weeks ago uh, Shayna and Naya all of a sudden They've taken the belts off them. I thought the finish to this match was superb. I thought that Baszler, that was star making in my opinion. I mean, why couldn't they have done that with her? Uh, you know, at WrestleMania, for example, I know that it was uh, Becky's moment, of course, but you know, that, that was a fantastic finish, getting both women in a submission hold. And then not to mention, of course, it was Bailey, as we would have predicted it would have been. She was the one who tapped. And it was quite interesting that um, Sasha had tweeted after the match saying, I didn't tap. And Bailey replied, dude, suggesting like, you know, give it a rest kind of thing. So, you know, all in all, I think this enhances the story greatly. Uh, I don't mind Baszler and Jax. My feelings about Jax aside, I think the pairing is actually a good pairing because of the dynamic between them. They're both dominant women. They're both former champions and they're both not really doing much. I think it adds to that as well. But this is all about the uh, Banks and Bailey feud. Rob, I I understand your feelings about Nia Jax. I know you're not a great fan of her in the ring because you worry about her hurting opponents because she has done in the past. But for purely a story standpoint, what did you make of the title change here?
2: I enjoyed it, Andy. Oh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, I did. Uh, yeah, if you if you take aside, that no, I don't think Nia Jax is safe. Half the time, she does she just scare the hell out of me in the ring. Shayna, Shayna Baszler is growing on me week by week. My only disappointment is that I feel I look at genuine threats to Oscar, and she would be top of my list. Mm. So I look I look at it now, and I don't really know who's gonna. A threat to oscar because i think uh, baser had been building momentum so i'll come on to it but
1: i've got somebody who i think should should go for oscar but i'll come on
2: yeah we saw Shayna at her best in that match i think she's being used properly i think when she arrived on the scene when she came to face becky she was up against someone who was so over which is extremely difficult and she i don't think it sat too well with people that she kind of just appeared and then was challenging the man at wrestlemania and i think it was the right decision not to give her the title then but to start with the tag team belt is a good decision. Nia, I mean, she's, I mean, she went got a sense of performance in it, didn't she? And now she's come back and she's already got a belt. But that's by the by. Uh, that, that is what it is. There are a lack of superstars. But I think the two of them together, I think they do bounce off one another. And the, I think their backstage segments on Raw last week, I thoroughly enjoyed them. So one, I have them as tag team champions a bit different. And in terms of the Bailey-Banks storyline, yes, it does progress that very very nicely Has to say by baking Bailey, tap is the right decision because obviously now Banks has no titles at all and all that's left is that Smackdown Women's Championship and it draws us closer and closer to the turning point where it's all going to boil over I think now that that is the only title left and it will probably be the one they end up fighting over so the storyline is progressing very nicely so I know I enjoyed this match and the finish I agree with you lads was brilliant it made Shayna look very very good the Beast, that she was in NXT, which we haven't really seen much of since she's been on the main roster. I think we've got a taste of it there. And rightly so, now has a, her first belt on the main roster. Uh,
0: the college, you concur with Rob's assessment there. Yeah,
1: 100%. If that doesn't show you that Shayna Baszler is a star, nothing will. Because that is insane, how she's got them both in two almost separate submission holds, and then manages to get Banks's arm to basically make Bailey tap out. I mean, that's just incredible on her own, literally on her own with Jacks on the outside. And Rob, the reason that she, that you're liking her more each week is because she's finally being booked correctly. Yeah. And that is honestly, that's the power of booking half the time. Sometimes you, you, you think you dislike the superstar, but when they start getting booked correctly, you realize how talented, how talented they are. I mean, Nijack scares me, like Rob said. I, I completely, 100% agree. I was talking to you before we, you two before we came on air, and that one where she just decided that she was going to smack Sasha's head into the barrier before Sasha could get her hands to her head to protect herself like you're supposed to do. And then she just threw her into the corner without a shed of care, and I was thinking, "Geez, if Banks lands awkwardly here, she's out for weeks but that aside I think she's annoying isn't she Naya she's, she's very annoying and that's what she's trying to be and I'm quite interested to see how they how they're going to work together because they clearly don't like each other um which I think is think is quite interesting um and like Rob said maybe you know maybe it'd be nice to get Liv and Ruby maybe standing up now and maybe potentially challenging for them um in terms of, obviously, people were thinking that Shayna Baszler would go for Oscar. She made it very clear that she would. I think she'll stick to that, even though she's got the tech team title. She'll have looked at Bailey and Banks and think, "I, I can do the same." But for me, I want to talk about someone who didn't feature on Payback, and that's Bianca Belair, because I believe in my heart of hearts that Bianca Belair is a serious star. I, I've, I haven't seen a woman that athletic, that built for her height, the skills she can do. Her skill set's fantastic. Massive fan of her own NXT. Great performance in the Royal Rumble. I think this is the perfect time for her to step up. They might they might go with the Shayna angle because obviously they've, they've hinted at it before and shayna will probably come back in. But I, I think why not give Bianca Belair a go? I mean, like I said, Andy, Alex McCarthy mentioned it as well when he came on the podcast that he sees her as, as a potential someone that could be pushed. And I, and I think if you're looking for people to go for Oscar, I'd give it to Bianca Belair. But going back to shayna and Nia, I'm excited. Again, I want to watch Raw tonight. I want to see how they, what they say to each other, how they do it. And uh, hopefully I'll get on Thunderdome again.
0: Absolutely right. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I I, was, I concur. I'd second that, Bianca, for uh, Asuka next. And it's nice to bathe as well because this sets her up for a good few months now. She has the title reign. And after that, she can then go for the Raw Women's title. Whoever holds it, whether it's Asuka or not, I think that's a logical step for her. Uh, very good. Now we come to the uh, final uh, singles match. Of the evening, this lads, this is a big, big one. This one, this is Keith Lee taking on Randy Orton. Keith Lee, of course, debuted uh, a week or so ago on Raw uh, after his uh, Takeover loss uh, for the NXT title against Karrion and Cross. Um, when we saw him debut, lads, they 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 sort of changed him up a bit. They they put him in a, a sort of a vest, if you like, and they made his music different. His m- music's now shit. Uh, but there's nothing we could do about that, sadly. But it is still the same, same Keith Lee, really. Still got that that, uh, that that gimmick about him, that aura, which we all like. And he took on Randy Orton, who's, who's in amongst the feud with Drew McIntyre. He's punted him in the head uh, multiple times on Raw uh, previously. And this is what this match is all about. Uh, Keith Lee is a friend of Drew McIntyre's. Now, you forgive me for thinking that they would uh, kind of botch Keith Lee's debut. Not only was it the fake... Uh, the naff music but I thought having against Randy Orton, who's in a feud with the WWE champion, I thought, okay, he's really not going to be able to get the WWE, which is a great shame. But he did. And not only did he win, he won clean. Now, this is going to be a difficult one to dissect because on one hand, you have a, a guy who's come up to a Raw from NXT, who's just beaten a, a, a 13-time world champion, one of the greatest of all time, uh, who's at the top of his game. He's just beaten him clean. On the flip side, you have that legend killer, that 14-time world champion who's been on top of his game, who is now lost whilst in the midst of a WWE title uh, feud. So I think I'll go with Connor for the, um, the initial point about how it's good for Keith Lee. And I'll go for you, Rob, about why, because I know you don't like this, but I'll go to you why you don't like the defeat for uh, Randy Orton. So Connor, I'll start with you. What a performance by Keith Lee and what does this mean for him? It's fantastic, Andy.
1: Um, it makes him look like an absolute star. He won cleanly. He was fairly dominant and it was fairly quick. It was fairly quick. That was, I think, what surprised me. And I think, wow, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to take a spirit bomb after that. I mean, if a spirit bomb takes Randy for one, two, three off of one, I don't want to, I don't want to have one of them. I mean, it's fantastic for Keith Lee. I, clearly, we've, we've talked about this, haven't we? We know Vince likes him. We, we've seen it. You know, Survivor Series is run at Survivor Series where he was only defeated by Reigns. He had a little bit in the Royal Rumble as well. He was very dominant when NXT kept invading SmackDown and Raw before Survivor Series as well. Um, we know how talented he is. He was North American champion. He was also NXT champion before um, he decided to move up. And I think it really raised his, his stock. You know... You you will take him seriously. He's not there to just, you know, make up the numbers and, and, you know, fill a few hours. He is there to potentially go places and and challenge places. And I think it's very interesting. You know, we I know, Rob, it doesn't sit well for Rob. I, I understand that. I think it is also a bit weird that the WWE champion only a week before could only beat Randy Orton by basically rolling him up. Um, without hitting a finisher and Keith Lee did it in I don't know what the minutes were for this match but it, it was under 10 minutes I think so um, and he, win, he wins clean off that I, I guess I don't understand that but at the same time it, reports have come out today that, that Vince basically told Randy Orton to make Keith Lee a star and that's exactly what Randy Orton did Randy Orton was happy to lose Randy Orton has, has talked openly about pushing younger talent he knows that he's He's one of the older ones in the locker room. Not potentially coming to the end of his career, but he's he's more advanced. He's kind of won everything and he's happy to make people look like stars. And boy, hell, did he make Keith Lee look
0: like a star. Absolutely right. And uh, now, Rob, you uh, you tweeted, this is uh, at Rob underscore Edward 19 uh, Earlier on today, you tweeted, all losing at two pay-per-views in a week does not sit well with me one bit. Hashtag payback uh now let's look at keith lee first rob the man that's ever okay. since he's done uh, main roster raw, raw smackdown stuff uh, or at least on main pay-per-views he's been booked fantastically look at him survivor series he 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 had a star making performance there he eliminated various men at the Raw rumble he had a strong showing uh, facing off against brock lesnar and not to mention all his nxt uh, title wins uh, and, and and the like now he's beating randy orton so I'm sure from one perspective, would it be correct to assume you're happy for Keith Lee?
2: Yes, because he, he, um, he deserves to be pushed because he is a superstar in the making. And having him on Raw is a huge boost.
0: But now the issue you have is with Randy Orton losing. Please explain.
2: Well, it's it's just, as you said, Andy, he's locked in a feud with Drew McIntyre. Last week, it didn't affect him that loss too much because he just got rolled up. He's been on the top of his game. We've been heaping praise on him. I think me and you, Andy, said that we thought he might even win the belt, Summer Sam. But here we are a week later, and I think he has been severely damaged by what's <laughs> happened over the last week. I mean, he gave several punts to Drew McIntyre, which is supposedly a career-ending injury. Even though it's not. I mean, you, I mean, it requires no, he only, it's was.
1: only a hairline fracture in his jaw. They mentioned it last night. his <laughs>
2: oh, jaw. And then he loses. <laughs> it's in- <funny> about that. <laughs> Six minutes forty seconds. Oh, is that what it was? I'm sure. Wow. Look, uh, that I, I don't know, and I just don't like it. Can't can't Lee like demolish someone smaller? I, I don't get me wrong. I know he wants to make Lee look huge, and by BC Randy Orton, it does make him huge, as you said, clean victory. But this is a Keith Lee who just got absolutely dominated in his NXT title defeat. Which I probably don't refer to? But
1: can I just play devil's advocate quickly? Right, a couple of weeks ago, on uh, when we were on the pod and we were talking about AEW, you guys were all over Orange Cassidy beating Chris Jericho. You were like, This is awesome, this is so cool.
2: What was Jericho's not challenging for AW titles? What, what's
1: well, he's been champion, he was literally champion for about
2: Jericho's eight not, I would argue like... Jericho's not at the top of his game the way Orton is. Orton's arguably been the top superstar for WWE in carrying. The brand, I would say, at times, alongside Drew. That's why it doesn't sit well with me at all, because I look at it now, and I don't think there's any chance of him getting the WWE title full in this. I mean, yeah. I don't really see what happens now. Yeah, I'm okay. very long. I, lo- I love Keith Lee and pushing him. But as I said, he's, he's just, he got dominated by Karrion Cross in the NXT title match. Obviously, yeah. it yeah, seems yeah. to me that they just tend... Whatever the NXT doesn't affect what goes on in Raw. He's come to Raw, and it's just a complete fresh start. And Vince plans on pushing him really high. And having him there is a huge boost because I think of the potential matches he could have. And it does excite me. But it doesn't, doesn't anger me. It doesn't sit too well with me. But it's similar to Jericho of Casti. I'm sure it was Jericho's idea to push. And probably Autumn was more than happy to put Heapley over. But I understand,
1: yeah. Uh, six yeah. minutes,
2: 40 seconds as well. And yeah, it's, it's, it's one, a... One spirit bomb. It's, I mean, the spirit bomb is brutal, but it's Randy Autumn we're talking about.
1: Oh, so, I... I completely agree with Rob. I mean, even though I was happy to see Keith Lee look like a star, as I was unhappy with Cassidy beating Jericho, I'm not that thrilled that Randy Orton lost and the way he lost as well. I would have liked to have seen it again be a potential roll-up or maybe a count-out victory or something like that. Um, I get, like I said, like Rob said, I understand why he lost. But again, like Jericho Cassidy, again, I'm not really that happy with the result, if that makes
0: sense. Yeah, and it, but it, the, the comparison between Cassidy and Jericho and Leon Orton is fair. I'll give you that, Connor. But I, I do have to back Rob in the sense that it wasn't quite the same in that when Cassidy did beat Jericho, it was by a roll-up. It wasn't like he finished him at, in six minutes, 40 seconds. you know. Oh, also, they'd had their previous match with Jericho won. they They'll have their rubber match and all that, which we'll get onto in a, in a few moments, And um, which I assume Jericho will probably go over. But we'll get to that in more detail. Uh, but either way, I, I respect the comparison there. But I think it's slightly slightly different and that's to say you know we've seen where jericho and orange feud has gone and i'm sure we'll see what happens with randy Orton now it he could he could bounce back brilliantly um you know because this is randy orton and he's a he's a chameleon i know he's a viper but he's also a chameleon he can change to whatever environment and whatever situation he's in so it doesn't make me worry for randy orton i think he'll come out of this okay and makes Keithy look like a million quid so that's all well and good Uh, and the final match uh, it wasn't the final match on the card but the final match that we will talk about now is the uh, tag team match between Dominic and Rey Mysterio and they were taking on the Messiah Seth Rollins and the Disciple uh, Murphy, uh, not a great deal to talk about with this one, lads. It was uh, it was a good tag match, but I think the team that we expected to win uh, did come out on top. It was Dominic getting his first ever win in WWE with the help of his dad. He won the match with a frog splash off the top rope, pinning Murphy one two three. Um, uh, Rob, did you have any complaints about this one? Uh, it was a good match.
2: Just this feud is just seems to be going on forever. It's the same with Severon's last feud. Kevin Owens went on for ages. And I know tonight we're seeing Seth Rollins Mysteria again. Now I'm sure it'll be a good match, but I'm not too fussed about seeing it again. I, I, I don't really see how it's going to end. I thought maybe Dominic going over at Summerslam that would have been it, but obviously he didn't. And then they they'll win this tag match. Obviously Seth didn't even take the pin. It was um, Buddy Murphy, not Buddy, which is Murphy who takes it. He doesn't really do anything. He's kind of just there, isn't he, Murphy? Someone mm. for Seth to tag with. I just don't really see how it's going to end. Don't be wrong. The matches are good, and that was another good tag match. But it's—I feel—it's only so long you can. Like we talk about the banks and Bailey feud, that can go on for a long time because it's so, I'm invested in it. I've uh, not lost investment in it, but I just feel. because I know Dominic's thoughts about it. Get maybe get him and his dad as a tag team. Get them involved in the tag team, which Isn't an awful show. I know everyone would love to see that. And maybe get Seth because uh, Seth is growing on me because mainly because he's having brilliant matches and they're making him look. Bit, rather than just this Monday Night Messiah, which is a bit irritating, he's turning into a bit of bit, bit psycho, which I like. He's having a bit more of an edge to him. But yeah, I, I, this feud is starting to drain for me a bit. It's going on so long. I don't see how it's going to end, to be honest. I don't imagine it will end tonight with um, Ronan's uh, mysterious fight. So they probably carry on going. It's just how long are they going to keep it going for, which worries me slightly, to be honest.
0: I agree. This would have been a logical conclusion. Uh, Can I remember you saying that uh, uh, at SummerSlam. You found the uh, Dominic Mysterio, Seth Rollins match slightly uncomfortable in terms of some of the uh, the brutal aspects of the match. Uh, was this better for you in terms of uh, your enjoyment? I
1: mean, no, no one got tied up and made to watch their son being destroyed, basically, which. Didn't sit too well with me, but no, I, I I'm like Rob. I I I thought that this was going to be the clear ending, and I thought that maybe Dominic and Ray would be a tag team, and potentially maybe I don't know, call out the Street Profits or something, and have a bit of bit of fun with them. I thought that might be a logical way of doing it. However, like Rob said, we're going to see Rawlins versus um, Mysterio, which again will be a good match. But but again, like Rob said, I mean, where does it end? Um, but I, again. I, I'm not very invested in in the storyline until I watched the matches, and then I realised how good the matches are, and then I'm like, mm, I should be more invested in this. Um, I thought maybe that Seth was going to go a bit psycho on Murphy when he kind of turned his back on him, and I thought maybe there would be some sort of breakup there. Uh, maybe something on Monday will happen, and he might have a go at Murphy or something, and basically say, you know, you kind of lost me the uh, lost us the match. I mean, obviously. We we wondered where Austin Theory's gone, and then he just appeared on NXT. So I'm guessing he's just not a, not a disciple any, anymore. <laughs> nothing nothing said on that, but he just seems to be now on NXT. Um, but but like like Rob said, I mean the gimmick of Seth is 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 really growing on me, and um, I think sometimes you know we talked about Vian, didn't we? Sometimes he becomes a bit stale, and you you forget how good he is in the ring, and and sometimes it's nice to be reminded how talented he actually is. And then I thought again the way he he, you know, the way he wrestled in this match, but also kind of the way he led the match as well. And he, and he kind of when when Dominic's in the ring, he, you could see he just makes Dominic feel comfortable and it allows Dominic to kind of show off a bit more and show the, the talent that he's been um, learning in the in the performance center. So again, good match, right? People won, but like Rob, I thought that would be the logical end. I thought Seth might come out and do a psycho promo on Raw and basically say, you know, potentially show some sort of friction between him and him and Murphy. Um, but as, as we now know, he's got a match against Mysterio. So it'd be interesting to see what happens. Um, I'm liking Seth. I'd like Mysterio, the, the Mysterios in a tag team, but maybe it's time for them both to part their separate ways and, and go on to different things.
0: All right, good stuff. My, my personal idea that I, I'd love is, i and Nick Rob here, uh, and like you just mentioned, Connor, what I'd do is I would have the programme end, um, Rollins and Murphy break up, have a match, because that'd be a bloody good match, I'd have the Mysterios tag, I'd have MVP and Shelton, beat Treat Profits, the Raw Tag Team titles, and then feud with the Mysterios. Shabong. Yeah. Get me on yeah. the writing team, I tell you. you make, it, it to easy,
2: make it sound very easy.
0: It is easy, come on easy now. when you do it like that, but...
2: I mean, yeah, I think the Mysterio's something. I Wrestle—that's a worthy WrestleMania match. Having I mean, the Mysterio's go for gold, it would certainly elevate the tag team division as well. And yeah. boy, does it need elevating. So, and I agree with you. I think perhaps have Murphy, Seth, have a match as well, which would make Murphy look brilliant, which he is. He's not—he's not really getting the chance to shine because he's just taking the pins all the time, which I fully understand because obviously. Seth is is their boy a lot of the time, so they're not going to let him take pins. So I thought maybe going a separate way. Seth doesn't need anyone, especially if he's having this newfound edge where he's just kind of turning into a bit of a psycho. I don't think he needs people around him, and I probably prefer him going solo. So, but we will see. We will see what happens on Raw tonight.
0: Uh, very quickly, lads, to close out Payback just before we get into a quick rundown of All Out uh, on Saturday. Um, Retribution—they didn't appear on SmackDown, and they didn't appear at all. On payback, um, there wasn't even a flicker it. of a light. No, what's happened there? They dropped they've it. Dropped what's it. going on?
2: They've dropped it, Andy. Would
0: not shock me one bit if they've just dropped it. Now, some people suggested that they uh, are being uh Roman Reigns is the leader of Retribution, which is why they didn't appear on SmackDown because he did, why didn't they didn't appear on SummerSlam because he did, why didn't they didn't appear on Payback because he did. So, every time Roman Reigns appeared, they haven't appeared, is my point.
1: That's good is point. there
0: any is that just pure luck or is that just hope, circumstance? not
1: because you've got Reigns doing his own little thing now with Heyman and he's got the title and he's got his new edge. He doesn't, he doesn't need a group. He doesn't need a fraction. No.
2: Yeah, Re- Reigns is better. No, well, not... Obviously, he's got Heyman with him but a leader of like a... No, 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 no. No, they, they, they don't need to do that. I, I've just... Maybe just ditch Retribution. <laughs> I wasn't really invested in it at all, to be honest.
1: I felt a bit bad, though, because the last time, the last Retribution, Dio Madden was there. Oh, yeah, and he wants yeah, to again, and, and he's just not getting any opportunities.
0: And I think uh, Dominic Djokovic might have been one of them as well. Yes. So I don't know. It could just be they were just there just to fill the numbers, or it could mean something else. We will see on that one. Hopefully, it won't turn out like the hacker gimmick where just nothing happens. But you know, it would irk
2: crossed. me less than that because I actually I'm not invested in retribution. The hacker no. gimmick, I was human. I yeah. like
1: that, but. Just just before we move on to AW. What are they going to do with Otis and this money in the bank? I mean, I don't
2: know. I don't even
1: see him anymore. He doesn't even like threaten to do anything,
2: he's just not there. He's not on TV. I think, bless him, it no. was Vince had a rush. You know, it would be hilarious if we gave Otis the money in the bank, but now you've done it. And I, I can understand you've given it, he's, he's not, he can't have the world championship. He oh, can't. So. I mean, <laughs> it's like a long
0: time ago now, doesn't it? Maybe, like. beating it
2: yeah, he's just <laughs> he cashes
0: in and
2: pins reigns. <laughs> get, get him tagging with Tucky again. Mate. I mean, they could cash in for the tag belts, but it's just, I don't, or failed cash in. Ben, do, you, the line. And
1: do think, you know this? When was the last, has there ever been a cash in not on the
0: world titles or? Not that I know of. They're, no, the only different cash-in has been when someone has announced, I will cash in on this day and we will have a match. John Cena did that. I think Rob Van Dam did that, where they announce when they will cash in. Otherwise, um, no, I, I don't believe anyone's ever cashed in on the IC title or the tag. I don't think that's ever been a thing, no. I though. don't think it is. I mean, they could change up. Yeah, they could. I mean, yeah. I don't know if it's in he the law think... they can't, but... What oh, did he do
1: on that. Friday? He ate me out of a mini one. I mean, what? I don't know. What? And then was in a tag match with Big E, but that was to make Big E look good.
0: Oh, I, 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 I agree with Rob. I think Vince had a bit of a blood rush to the I, head
2: because I, yeah, mm, I, I, so. we we did love it when it happens, and I can understand. But it, long term, it, it wasn't it wasn't the right decision. Mm. It has to be said because he, he, it's just he, he's still brilliant, and him and Tucky get it going for the but having him and going for Shinsuke and Cesaro. I'd be invested in that, but yeah. you can't really just. Sweep under, I know they they drop stuff, but money in the bank's not something you can just drop.
1: No, he's got a year, doesn't he? he so he, he
2: has got, got a year, so he uh, times, so he's got a few months. It's the like fact he just doesn't reference it really, just come not there I see him. And if you
1: see him, he's fixated on something else, not actually on the thing.
0: No. Uh, I don't They've forgotten about him, bless him, but you know, we're, we're yeah. ready to be seen weapons there, bless him. Ho- hopefully, we'll have some sort of equilibrium at uh, some point sooner. Oh. Now, that was payback, lads. Oh. Although, oh
1: what we Wanting didn't to... oh new ic champ we haven't spoken about it on here have we jeff hardy when he oh beat yeah
0: charles uh yeah you know it that happened. i mean it was fine was sammy zane sammy zane yeah for, he's yeah. and then you know he yeah Triple oh it's match. jeff hardy yeah. jake yeah.
1: Styles, sammy zane that would be a great match
0: i'll take that for the for the one true
1: ic champ that would oh, be a good match <laughs> obviously sammy never lost it so would you do the do you Like you
0: did with Roman Reigns, or would you? No, I don't believe Sammy deserves to hold that belt. I don't really, I didn't, I didn't like him winning the belt in the first place. And I don't really, I don't like his heel character. I find it very annoying. I agree. I just, I think he looks wrong. I, I, I just don't believe he is an IC champion, in my opinion. So I'd have Jeff Retain, uh, and then AJ can have a feud with someone else because AJ doesn't need a belt, he, he can just feud with anyone.
1: I, so, yeah. I don't agree.
0: Uh, now that's to close out the show we'll very quickly go through uh, AEW All Out taking place this Saturday in Jacksonville Florida looking forward to this one All Out is uh, the previous 2019 edition was an outstanding show uh, that's where we saw uh, Chris Jerick I believe win the uh, AEW world title the first ever champion uh, the world title is on the card we'll come to that one last because that is the one of the hardest ones to call, I think. Uh, but let's just go through the card. There are some matches in here that are not particularly important. There are some that do have big ramifications. We'll start with the eight-man tag match. Uh, the Dark Order uh, taking on uh, Matt Cordona, Scorpio Sky, and The Natural Nightmares. I believe there's only going to be one winner here, lads. Uh, Rob, I'll start with you. Who do you have, and very briefly, why? Dark Order, simply
2: because... <laughs> um... They're going to keep on growing. They're demolishing people Well, Brady Lee is. Anyway, we, we've obviously we discussed significantly what he did to Cody, and they just need to keep on winning. I think to um, emphasise their power and how big they're going to grow. I think so. I think this would be um, a straightforward victory, not a squash match like he did to, but but a straightforward victory for them. I would have thought.
0: Connor, what does Cutie uh, Marshall do? <laughs> he's going to win it. He's going to win it for them.
1: He's going to get the pin. Really? Um, I've asked this question so many times. What, what, why is he there? <laughs> Who is he? <laughs> how is he, he tattooing with Justin Rose? I don't understand. And all he, does, all he does is get beaten up, bless him. I mean, I don't understand. But, um, yeah, no, in all seriousness, Cutie Marshall will have the best he's ever had in his life and he will still lose. Now, he won't have the best match of his life, but the Dark Order will win. Um, Is it, is it Brody? Have they announced who's in it? For, it,
0: it. Brody Lee, Cockabana, Eva Luno, no. and Stu Grayson. So yeah. the, the big guys. Yeah. yeah no, it. it's, I was wondering
1: if it'd be like number four or number five, because uh, then I might say like the other team, but Brody Lee, 100%.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a full house on that one, boys. Uh, next, we have uh, this is, this is I, I love these, this casino battle royal match. Uh, we only have a few names announced for it thus far. There's Darby Allen, Lance Archer, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Pentagon Jr., Ray Phoenix, The Butcher, of The Blade, and Eddie Kingston. But it is 21-man, so there will be plenty more names. I'm sure Sean Spears will be in there. I'm sure, uh, you know, uh, Sonny Kiss uh, will be in there. I'm sure the librarian, Peter Avalon, will be in there. Uh, but, uh, you know, is there anyone that you think, oh, I can totally see them winning this match, even not a name that's been announced? Eddie Kingston. He has, <laughs> Eddie? He has, he has to go over, Andy. I, think so. get
2: that. I, do. I don't really know, actually. I mean, obviously, Darby, but Derby's issue just faced him. Brian yeah. Cates. Well, they're obviously the two standout names. Maybe just someone, just someone a bit um obscure, maybe some a surprise, a bit obscure. It, obviously, the title shot could happen on the next Dynamite. It Doesn't have to be someone huge. It's just the it, Battle Royale's just on there for a bit of fun, isn't it? And I don't know why WWE don't do more of them because I always enjoy Battle Royale. Oh. It's that element of not knowing who's going to win, isn't it? So I always thoroughly enjoy them. But yeah, it's just someone a bit obscure. I I don't know off the top of my head, really, to be honest. Unless someone appears out of nowhere, but um... Warhorse. Oh, <laughs> he could he could well be in it, you know. You know, I've been questioning where he is. He could oh, well. It, he could well Warhols. appear. What about know? uh, Eddie Kingston? Funny, innit? it? He, he had. He, I enjoyed his TNT <laughs> title match with Cody. Well, why not have him like a him and. John Moxley, I'm sure would put each other through. Well, if John Moxley retains, of course, but I'm sure he would. They put each other through the mill. So why not? Why not? But it, it's just on there for a bit of fun, isn't it? I'm, I'm not too too fast to win. someone obscure.
0: Right, if if Horse won, Connor, I would shave my head. I would. <laughs> well, he's my pick. So Is no, he? No.
1: Yeah. Out of the names you've said, I I I actually think Eddie Kingston would be a good one. Um, yeah. Rob said, I like how he sort of you know, gave Butcher Blade and uh, the Lucha Bros that sort of ultimatum going, guys, come on, we're so much better than this. Look how hard we've worked to be here and you're going to sort of break it up because you don't like each other. You've got to work together. I thought that was quite interesting. I thought I gave him a nice edge. Um, I, I Actually, I, I'm quite a fan of Ricky Starks, actually. I think he's an absolute wanker, but I like him. <laughs> I, I, laughed, I laughed when when uh, Derby hit him in on wednesday and his gucci slight his gucci shoes went flying i thought that was quite funny um but i'm a fan i like him i listened to i was halfway through listening to his um uh podcast with uh what's it called unrestricted this week and you know how hard the kids worked for it he's, he's really had to work to get where he is now and um yeah so maybe someone like that maybe an eddie kingston or ricky starks you know like like rob said it, it doesn't have to be a title match that that you know Headlines a pay per view. It can just be on a dynamite, and they can put in a nice showing, and then you know, ultimately Mox or MJF, whoever's champion at the time, will will win
0: that. Absolutely, uh, yeah, I agree with Eddie Kingston. I think he'd be a great choice purely because if it was Moxley, who would who would face, I think the, the promos would be outstanding because Eddie Kingston can talk. I mean, he really can. Uh, if not, I think Brandon Cutler would be a fantastic choice. <laughs> That's <laughs> obviously a lie. We <laughs> start seeing the hybrid tour back on AEW. Oh, God, they're even worse, and the fact they beat. Someone they beat, they beat, they they beat Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss on dark. That's, How the that, hell
2: that's a disgrace, that's guys. ridiculous.
0: Sorry. The hybrid, no, too. My ass,
2: that is disgusting. Christ.
0: Brandon Cutler, that's, that's disgusting. Ridiculous. That poor. Hey, Will, um, quick question before we move into the next match. Will
1: Brian Cage ever defend that title he's got?
0: Well, right, I looked this up, so they kept changing and changing it. Apparently, it's not sanctioned, so it's not like an official title. so He just wears okay. it. Reason. But it's like an honorary title. It's like the million dollar title back in the day. It's I wonder like, if you they know, may just start
2: to transition it out. That's Tony, I think Tony real- He's very good at realising when mistakes have been made. Yeah. He may have realised that mistake yeah. has been made. I think
0: it's, it's more of a prop than an yeah. actual bit of title gold. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But I'm pretty sure it's just, a, just a, a standard non-wrestling belt. Now we come on to the uh, tag team match, the AEW World Tag Team title match between uh, Omega and Pace, the champs, and FTR. Now, Percy lads, I see a title change here. I see no other place to go because... Omega and Paige are both having separate things. They're, they're moving apart. Omega's going slightly heelish and Paige has this real issue with the Young Bucks, uh, which I think is is fantastic. They're both going their separate ways. And I think they've been decent champs, but I think it's time for something new now. Uh Rob, I'll start with you. Would you like to see FTR pick up the gold in this one?
2: Absolutely. Andy, people may say it's a bit too early. Not not for me, especially with Tully alongside them. I think it is a brilliant matchup there. They've just been winning matches 24-7. They're brilliant in the ring. They look great. Their entrance is sick. Give them the tag belts. I think it's the right time. Out of all the tag teams, we've discussed that they're the most legitimate threat. And I think the ones to take the belts off Omega and Page. As you said, Andy, Omega and Page can go off and do other stuff. They've held those belts for a significant period of time and have been brilliant champions. But I think now is the right time. It'll be a brilliant match between the two. I'm thoroughly excited for it. So...
0: Connor, you're a full house
1: there. 100% agree. FTR for me. I think this match is going to steal the show. I love their new edge with Tully Blanchard. Um, I see Paige losing the match for him and Kenny, and I see Kenny beating the crap out of Paige <laughs> afterwards. And then, like you said, either they have a match or they go their own separate ways.
0: Good stuff. Yeah, full house there. I'd love to see FTR win the tag titles. Uh, now we come to the AW uh, Women's World Championship. This is an interesting one, boys. This is a, this is a, a double champion match. It's only uh, for the one title, just for the AW one. But it's uh, Hikaru Ishida, the women's champ, taking on Thunder Rosa, who is the NWA Women's World Champion. So a bit of a cross-promotion there. The first time we've seen AW cross-promote with uh, NWA they've done it um, with uh, another company, but they haven't done it with NWA yet. Uh, Now, this one's just sort of been built out of nowhere. I think it's just more of an exhibition match as opposed to a proper feud. Uh, But nonetheless, I'm intrigued to see how it goes, Uh, but I would have Sheida retain. Connor, what what do you think about this one? This is my only
1: issue with AEW is is the women's division. I've said, I've said this for many weeks and they just don't seem to be addressing it. I think this could be a great match. Oh wait, I don't know because I've never seen Thunder Rosa before. Oh wait, she hasn't even appeared on AEW. She's just done a promo from wherever she is. It's like really guys, this is your world champion. She's not even been on TV for the past 2 weeks. She's been standing in the crowd doing nothing. And now she's facing this woman that unless you watch NWA, you have no idea who she is or how good she is. They've built it for two weeks and she's not even turned up. I, I, I'm going to have to go for Shida because I don't know anything about this Thunder Rosa. I've also I think, I can't, so much, done so much better for me. I just, I, I, I like the look of her. I think she looks like a badass, but I've not seen her. I've just seen her do a promo and she's not even in the arena. It could have been built so much better. That's my only pet hate for it.
0: Fair enough. But I can confirm Thunder Rosa is great in the ring. I think we've been crying out for, since Penelope Ford's match against Sheena, we haven't really seen a, a great women's match in terms of wrestling. I, I think we will see it on Saturday because Thunder Rosa can go. But I agree, I would like to see more stories. Just give her a story, an actual story with depth and intricacy and long-term. Um, Rob, are you with Connor as well? Do you agree?
2: Yeah, the the women's division, as much as I love AW, my struggle to find fault, the women's division is, um lacking at the moment but in terms of this match no real build-up but there's never been too much build-up for any of the women's title matches there, as you said andy there is a lack of apart from brit's story which is more just a bit of fun more than anything there is a lack of stories going on amongst the women but i think i am intrigued for this match and i think it'll be a good match mainly because they want Sheida to look amazing which she is she, she is brilliant and i imagine that bunda rosa the NWA champion, it's not going to be a squash match. I imagine they'll want her to look brilliant as well. So I expect a really top match between the two, but they do need to elevate that women's division. Can't they chuck some more women's matches on the card? I mean, I don't know what the situation with Brandy is, but her and Anna Jay have a singles match or something? I'd be invested in that. Obviously, I I imagine Brandy, similar to coach, she's off television at the moment because of what they suffered. Or something like that. Or maybe, obviously, Big Swole, Penelope 4, we can just have a match or something just just add some more women's matches on it, because they are brilliant, the ones they have. There obviously isn't many of them. We just don't see much of them. And as I said, the women who won the the tag team tournament, the Amante and Ivelisse, couldn't one of them have a match as well? Just so, just so I can see a bit of them, to be honest, because I'm guessing that's the only women's match on there, the card at the moment, isn't it? And one of them's not even technically on the AEW women's roster, which I think says it all, really. So it is disappointing in that regard, but this match, I I'm intrigued for it. At least at least Shida has someone to face, I suppose, is because I was worried she wouldn't have anyone to face at all out. But she has got someone who should be regarded as legitimate threat, I suppose, which is probably why they're having her face her because she is NWA champion.
0: Absolutely, I agree, and you know I do agree. That having one match on a women's uh, having one women's match on the card each week is annoying. Get, what, what's wrong with two what's wrong with three but at least just yeah. boost up a look because what it, one a week is not enough all the stories you're trying to tell it really really right. isn't and sometimes when they have one a week it's a squash it's Sheida being some jobber or Nyla Rose being some jobber it's not enough you want to see these women in full force and steal the show which we know they can do we've seen it on occasion when for example I always mentioned Ford versus Sheila. it was a beautiful surprise that one because yeah. for me it was one of the best matches on the card when we saw it
1: What's what's happening with Britt Baker? I thought she was facing Big Swell on Saturday. I thought she was back. That's what she well, hinted to in the promo she did a few weeks ago that she'd be back for All Out.
0: It's not been fully confirmed yet. I'd like to think it'll be I on the card, but I looked it. Cause I
2: looked it, and it was on. It was on the card, and it's been taken off again. Is it? Maybe, Unless, maybe, maybe she isn't there.
0: Maybe I'm not too they sure. They need her back
2: desperately. They need yeah. her. Yeah, they do need her. They need to get her in the ring after this. I said.
0: Right, Open up. Penultimate match preview. Uh, we briefly touched on this one, so we'll briefly go through it again. Jericho Cassidy, the Mimosa Mayhem match, which just sounds very fun. Uh, Connor, I'll start with you because I think we know which way you will go. Uh, but please have your say your yeah, piece. Yeah,
1: I think it'll be Chris Jericho, but I think he will make Orange Cassidy look a million dollars, and I'm just so excited for this match. I mean, there's basically champagne and orange juice on the outside. Yeah. Someone's getting someone's getting dunked in it. So whether whether the inner circle get involved, I'm not sure, but. Oh. So excited for it,
2: Rob. I mean, I'd say Jericho, but then I can fully imagine him being the one getting dunked because I imagine yeah. it would make yeah. a brilliant image. Unless it could be one of the, I'm sure someone, maybe some other members in the circle will, but I can, I think Jericho should go over, but then I could easily see them going the other way. But Jericho, I think, <sighs> is the right man. But okay, Cassidy won't affect him at all. As Connor said, I'm sure he'll make Cassidy look absolutely brilliant once again, as he has done in the other two matches. So I've, I'm extremely excited for it. And it'll be the final one in the trilogy of matches that I have thoroughly enjoyed. And a feud, which I think everyone has yeah. thoroughly enjoyed watching.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, whilst I would have Jericho win purely from a, a booking standpoint, I would like to see him get doused. So maybe mm-hmm. have Jericho win the match. Uh, that way, But then he's maybe taunting yeah, Orange in the bowl and yeah. Orange grabs him and pulls him in anyway. Maybe something like that. So they both get dunked. I think that would be a nice little conclusion to it. Yeah, well, it's been a very entertaining feud. Very enjoyable. And finally, lads, it's the uh, AEW World title match between Moxley, the champ, and MJF. We'll see on Dynamite this Wednesday. I'm actually Moxley and MJF's lawyer to determine whether or not the paradigm shift will be banned. Uh, but, you know, which I think will be fun. I, I, sh- I assume Moxley will go over, but you never know. I mean, you know, things could change around. But nonetheless, just as a straight match uh, for this one, this is probably the hardest one's cool because they've pushed MJF to the moon, really. Uh, He's undefeated in terms of taking a pin in AEW. Um, Same with Moxley. Rob, who do you have for this one and why?
2: Uh, It's got to be um, Jonathan Moxley because he's just an absolute beast. He he can do no wrong for Mox at the moment. And as as disappointed as I am that potentially MGF undefeated streak could come to an end, there's no way you can take the belt off Moxley at the moment. He he is elevating the whole brand single-handedly. The matches he had are absolutely brilliant. They steal the show, and I'm sure this one will steal the show as well. But it's interesting to see how they play out. Obviously, we we've mentioned it. Will potentially Wardlow get involved or something? Cost MGF the match. There are various ways to go from it, but I think um, Moxley will be the man who comes out on top come the end of the evening.
0: Connor, what say you? Um, yeah, I, again,
1: I think it has to be Moxley. I'm I'm not done with the Moxley championship reign. I want it to continue for a long, long time. I think suddenly now that they're allowing fans back in, he's thriving again. It was nice to have the sort of cheers when he was. Doing that contract, and he added that page basically saying, if your lawyer doesn't show up, you don't get your title shot, etc. Um, I think it'd be a great match. I think it'd be close. I think there'll be a few scares in there where we think, oh my goodness, is he going to kick out? But I think John Moxley will win come the end of it.
0: I think Full House, though. I think John Moxley should win. And I, yeah, I think MJF has places he can go, you know, without the title. I'm sure one day he will win it, absolutely. But I don't think at the expense of Moxley, it'll make a great deal of sense right now. And that is both payback. Reviewed up? and all out previewed, Rob. I mean, I don't. Thing.
2: I I didn't enjoy NXT, but should we not potentially touch on the the fatal four way happening next week? Not the I've, fatal four way, sorry.
1: I've got the I've got the uh, I've got my notes if uh if we want to go on to do a little bit of NXT quickly. Go on then. Go on. Then. Yeah. Okay. So basically, <laughs> there's only one place to start really with NXT, isn't it? And it is. But our our great champion who made Keith Lee look like absolutely nothing has relinquished his title. He has a separated shoulder. We're not sure how long he's going to be out for. He came out to the ring in his truly spooky fashion and basically said, my time is up for for the moment. But when I'm back, hell will fall upon you. Now, I think NXT, again, they were backed into a corner. I think they've done all right. I think they've they've done okay with what they've done. Basically, they've decided that they're going to do a four-way, 60-minute Ironman match. Now, that is going to be long, number one. But number two, brutal. And the four competitors are Finn Balor, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. I think we all thought that that was going to be the case Tommaso Ciampa made his return absolutely destroying poor old Jake Atlas and then when Jake Atlas was on a stretcher he decided that he wasn't done so we have a, a heel persona there from Tommaso Champa. so Rob as you brought it up um who have you got for this four-way and why
2: it's a tough one I think I was annoyed to start with with the announcement I think it was more to the fact that I was frustrated that Cross is injured, especially as him and Loomis, who are arguably my two favourite superstars at NXT, have both suffered. And I think they've both been denied title reigns, which I think because I think Loomis would have won the North American belt. But there are right four men in it because there aren't realistically anyone else. They're all former champions. It's between two men for me, Champa, predominantly because he never actually lost the title. So I suppose it's that's an easy thing to fall back on. And Finlay as well. Could the demon suddenly appear? Out of nowhere, that would be a shock to the system. I can't see Adam winning it because he's having his character change going for a character change. He's literally just lost the belt, so I don't see I could give it to him. And Johnny Gargano is just irritating. I suppose they could give it to him if they wanted to, nothing's stopping him. He only held the belt for a short time before he lost it to Cole. But for me, I think Champa is probably the most realistic, especially as he's absolutely demolished. I forget who it was on NXT. He went a bit mad. It mm-hmm. um, suggests to me that he's got a new edge. So why not give him the belt, especially as he never lost it. It's always an easy thing to fall back on when someone never loses the belt. You can always just give it straight back to them. But it would be an intriguing match, a 60-man Iron Man match. As you said, of absolutely brutal. Pretty much the whole show, basically. Yeah. So I'd imagine it, they'll just have a few matches on before. Yeah. That's what everyone would be tuning in for. <clears> and it, they'll probably win the ratings because of it. It, absolutely brutal. I, I am excited for it and be interesting to see which route they go down. Um, all four competitors could have a good shout at it, but I would go Champa if I was if I was a betting man.
0: Andy, are you on the same page as Rob? Kind of, yeah. In terms of, I, I agree, Champa is most likely the the spot to, you know, the guy to take that spot. I don't blame him the fact he's come back with all this esteem he's had a long time off and he looked great when he destroyed Atlas and it's first time I've seen that intensity from him really since I think when he turned on Gargano that all those years ago now it was first time really since he turned on him that I've seen that kind of intensity from him Um, having said that purely from a future standpoint Rob Rob alluded to it I said a couple weeks ago I'd love to see the demon King Finn Balor taking on Karen Cross. I think that would be a psychological warfare. And, um, you know, purely from that standpoint, I'd love to see it. But I just wonder that Balor's booking, I know he won previously, but in terms of
1: the past few
0: months, I wonder whether his booking has been too inconsistent to warrant him winning the NXT title, especially considering the guys who were in the match with him. Um, but I agree with Rob. Cole is too soon. He's only just lost it. Uh, Gargano, not for me. I, I think he, he he can do other things. Uh, and Champa's a real good shout. So I'll give the edge to Champa purely because of the way he's come back and the the history and the fact he's been away for a while. We haven't seen him and it'll be a fresh uh, concept again. But Ballot is my definite, very close number two, purely because I just want to see the match between him and Cross. I think it'd be fantastic.
1: Well, Well, I'm going to Go for Finn Balor. I think, it, I think he'll win. I think he'll be the prince of NXT. I think he's the perfect man to carry it until Karrion Cross comes back. They have a great match. Maybe he pulls out the demon persona. Maybe he doesn't. Um, and, and I think they started to build up a little bit of momentum now when he looked like he was dead on the ground. And I think he would be the perfect man for me to regain the title. Right, quickly, just before we finish, I'll be very brief. Uh, there was new NXT Tag Team Champions. Uh, Brizango defeated... Um, imperium and i was really really happy with this i said this to you andy i don't know why but i really like fandango i think fandango <laughs> is brilliant i think it's been a long time coming and i was very happy that they won the titles bit sad for imperium because they didn't really get off off and up to much but i'm happy for Brazango. and i think why not take it in a new direction andy briefly what do you think
0: yeah, I agree. I, I think Apirum never got out of second gear, and I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that Walter couldn't be there. I think without him and the rest of their group, they were a tad lost, um, you know. But having said that, there, there were a couple opportunities to do something which didn't materialise, and I think they just thought, you know what, let's pull the plug here. We need, you know, we need we need fresh champions just to add. You know, uh, prestige back to these title belts. And, you know, Tyler Breeze has been a long stay at NXT. I know he came to uh, Raw uh, in around 2015, 16, whenever it was, didn't quite get off to the, a good start there and became more or less a jobber. He came back to NXT with Fandango and they've been a very entertaining commodity um, since. And so I think, yeah, it's just, it's just a reward for good work. And I'm sure they'll have some great matches uh, during their time as tag champs. So I think it's the correct decision. I'm happy they've won it, but I'd like to see Imperium come back uh, stronger because they haven't been booked terribly well since Walter had to stay in the UK. Do you agree, Rob? Yeah, uh, similar thing with Apollo. If you're not invested
2: with people as champions, well, why have them keeping the belts? They do They do miss Walter, of course they do. Anyone with the man's an absolute beast. And yeah, it's a bit of fun giving Breezango the belts. I mean, Tyler Breeze and Fandango have been around for absolute donkey years. They're both looking in great shape, I must say, considering how long they've both been around, then why not? Why not? I think, we'll definitely see a bit more of them and the familiar faces for NXT. And I think, yeah, why not? It's a bit fun, mm-hmm. isn't it? As I said, Imperium, yeah, a bit disappointed for them, but I think they, they just need to... They, they need Walter. but They're really not the same about him. It's the same if you took anyone's front man. If you took Adam Cole out of um, Undisputed Era, they wouldn't be the same, would they? So it's the same with anything. Well,
1: funny you should mention Undisputed Era. I won't get your opinions on it, but... um. Carlo Riley uh, faced off with Drake Maverick, uh, very interesting, um, only Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish came out, Adam Cole was not present, and then after Carlo Riley won, uh, Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish proceeded to attack Drake Maverick, now Carlo Riley was not having it, and he was basically saying to them, lads, what are you doing, like, why are you attacking them, and Roderick Strong basically looked at him and said, what are you on about, and, and continued the assault, and Carlo uh, Riley basically kind of got out of there and said, you know, no, I'm not, not part of this, and... With Adam Cole not being present and Kylo Riley disagreeing with Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish, are we starting to see the Undisputed Era potentially having a few niggles and a few little bit of friction? It'd be interesting to see if that is something they're going to go with or if it was just something that they just decided to fill for the week. Right, main event quickly it was a tag team match between um, Dakota Kai and um, Raquel Gonzalez against uh, Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai. Now, I was absolutely furious because I thought that Io Shirai was going to take the pin in the middle of the ring after she basically single-handedly defeated both of them um, at TakeOver. However, luckily, fortunately, she didn't. She then tagged in um, Rhea Ripley, who ended up taking the pin from Raquel Gonzalez. Now, guys, we, we sat here a couple of weeks ago and we were like, what do you do with Rhea Ripley? And now the woman's got fused coming out of her ears. She's got Raquel Gonzalez, Mercedes Martinez got involved and, and basically neutralised her. She's overbooked now, isn't she, Andy? She, she's got too much to do.
0: Yeah, a little bit, but I, th- I, th- I think the Raquel Gonzalez thing is-, is likely to be the first thing that does come of this. Because, like you said, she took the pin, which I don't really like. But I suppose in a tag setting, it's not the worst thing in the world. It doesn't hurt Shirai by can't the way, either. Um,
1: a, you can't ever take the pin. It had to be Rhea Ripley. Oh, yeah, no no no
0: not at all not at all not at all not at all my point is though I don't like Ripley taking the pin in general when she's only just come back uh but if it is to enhance the story and and again it, it's in a tag match and it does suggest that they'll have a match and you'd like to think that Rhea Ripley would beat Raquel Gonzalez because she's defeated her in a tag team match it's a bit like earlier on Connor when Apollo lost the arm wrestling match that sort of suggested he would lose pre- uh, in the next match to come against Lashley which did happen so um no real complaint Shirai isn't hurt because she didn't take the pin um Kai sort of stays in the same place, it was just about Gonzalez and Ripley, and I'm fine with that I'd like to see the match happen, uh, although Ripley will need to get a hand raised, otherwise I'll be a bit disappointed
1: Rob, what do you think about it all?
2: Uh, I think they've realised <laughs> that um, Bria Ripley has been underused, and then they've got her involved you said, Connor, she's now got two serious um, threats to her, in Gonzalez and Mercedes Martinez, and if she has singles matches with both of them, I'm sure they'll be brilliant matches and she could go over in both of them, which would significantly raise her stock, because she is brilliant, Mia Ripley, so it could extremely help her in the long term. So I think that's what they're trying to do, perhaps try and build her up again. And I think they've picked the right competitors for her to face. But I don't think it damages her too much, her taking the pin in that match. I enjoyed the match. And you say, well, you can't have Shiraz taking the pin, so she kind of has to. But I'm sure she'll get her um, one-on-one match with Gonzalez in the not-too-distant future. So... Um, Positives for NXT, despite obviously losing their NXT champion, but um, there were positives to come out of the show, I think.
1: Well, yeah, it's very strange because actually Mercedes Martinez was on the card earlier on. She was supposed to take on Mia Yim and then uh, it was only Aaliyah and Robert Stone came out and then Shotzi Blackheart ended up running over Robert (laughs) Stone. (laughs) <laughs> tank, she to do every single week now and all of a sudden it was Mia Yim versus Shotzi Blackheart so it, it was it was nice I guess to see Martinez at the end to know that you know they were they had something else planned for her and uh, Shotzi Blackheart ended up beating Mia Yim which really surprised me actually mm. but I'm guessing maybe they're going to start to push Shotzi a bit more Andy I mean Rob I know you're not a fan but would, would you like to see her maybe get some wins under her belt
2: it's not not being a fan. I can't take her too seriously, and that's Hank. That's the issue I have. It's a similar thing. to like, oh, you can't take them too seriously. I don't mind giving her a little push. But really, she's not an NXT Women's Champion. I'm sorry. She's not up to that calibre. And beating Mia Yim, I mean, it's a very good win. But uh, Mia Yim's a bit better than that, I think.
1: I know. I'm, I'm not really too sure what's going on with Mia Yim. was
2: rumoured to be in Retribution, wasn't she? But <laughs> we just don't know anything about that. So. She's been around a while, hasn't she, Andy, you
1: know, on NXT. And obviously with her boyfriend now going on to Raw. I, don't,
2: I, don't,
0: I felt for her losing that match. I
1: felt, is this is this really where we are now with Mia
0: I thought that her versus Shirai would be a fantastic feud for the women's yeah. title. Mia versus Shirai, they have a bit of history there. I thought they'd play off that. But if you're using to Shotzi Blackheart, if you're losing to her, I'm thinking, OK, they clearly haven't got that plan for her, at least not any time soon. Clearly, they have more in plans for Blackheart than they do Yim, which confuses me slightly. I guess it's more of a, you know, Blackheart's newer to the brand, I guess, than yeah. Yim is. Therefore, it's, you know, I guess they're trying to give her something to do. But I thought that was a strange call. I didn't like that one. I don't mind her having a feud with the Robert Stone brand and all that, but I don't really understand how she's beating me, Yim, clean, one, two, three, when I thought Yim could be a logical contender for Shirai's title. But I guess I guess that's not going to happen anytime yeah. soon.
1: I agree, it didn't sit very well with me and it'd be interesting to see now, there's not really a clear competitor for Shirai's title, so it'd be interesting to see kind of where they go with that and guys, where's Teagan? Why, 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 why has she not been on TV the last couple of weeks? Rob, sort it out, tell me why is she did not on she, TV? Did she
2: not
1: Oh yeah, she did a little thing did last week did. but she on
2: this week. Well, she'll have a match with um, Candice and Ray at some point yeah. which I'm intrigued for, well, you imagine that would happen I mean, we've, we keep saying that she's not finished with Kai, but obviously Kai is involved with the stuff of Gonzalez, Rhea Ripley and Shirai at the moment. So that, that's not going to come to the fore anytime soon. Maybe that's why they've got the raping going on in the meantime, because we still feel like Kai and Tegan will eventually need to have a match. due to let it all out in the ring? But we shall see. But no, T, Tegan, she, she, she's she's still involved. I, would, I wouldn't worry too much. She'll come back on television soon. And as you said, there aren't many clear competitors, so I'm sure we'll start to see a lot of her soon.
1: Well, if she's not on TV on Wednesday, I will not be very happy. <laughs> but that was NXT for this week. And obviously next week is the big Iron Man match, which I presume might make them nick it in the ratings just ahead of AEW, Andy. I mean, but I think it'll be close.
2: It depends I think so too. Something, unless something unbelievable happens at All Out, which then makes everyone want to watch Dynamite. I but it
1: was, it, it was very interesting this week. Both AEW and NXT hit over 800k um, viewers, which I found... I think he's really, really good for wrestling in general.
0: I yeah, expect. absolutely. Individual and in difficult and difficult time slots, especially AEW on Saturday night. That's hard. That's a hard spot to get over 800K oh, views in, which awesome. is decent. Thursday, sorry. Saturday and Thursday. Um, I think they're up against Donald Trump doing a, a speech as well, which, um, of course, NBA would get viewers as well. So uh, either way, yeah, good, good news for both Wednesday night shows. Uh, they'll return to their usual spots this week coming up. And next uh, episode we have on Monday Night Gore will be another Wednesday night special because we'll be looking at AEW All Out and, of course, all the fallout from the uh, NXT title match. Uh, so all that's to come. We thank you very, very much for listening. Wherever you are, do stay safe, and we will see you very soon.